Story ten of Stories Weird and Wonderful. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Stories Weird and Wonderful by J. E. Maddock. Story ten The China Dog. A Physical Problem. Men say I am mad. Men think I am so. Else why do they fasten me here? Why entomb me in this dismal charnel-house? Why condemn me to suffer a living death? I listen to the songs of birds as they chant the melodies in the trees outside. I can hear the sighing of the wind. I can see the moon and the sun and the stars. But all these things are not for me. I am dead, yet live. Men have pointed at me and called me weird, gloomy, mysterious. But I have not always been so. Time was when I could laugh as others laugh, when the smell of flowers, the songs of birds, and the music of rippling waters gladdened my heart, when sleep was not a curse, life a mockery. Would you like to hear my story? Listen patiently, and I will tell it to you. It may be that the narrative will be a little incoherent and wild, for I find it difficult to string my thoughts together. But what of that? I know that I shall awaken some responsive memory in your breast. Let me begin. I go into the dim, mysterious past. Time, the gloaming of a fitful day in chill October. The scene, a wood, solemn and deep. The lingering light falls through the overarching boughs and weaves fantastic shadows on the green sward. There is a strain of melody, low but sweet. "'Tis the evening hymn of the birds, "'the same grand symphony that rose from Eden ages ago. "'I linger amid the shadows. "'I drink in the rich, pure air. "'I am reckless of the future. "'I live only in the present. "'I am happy even in my solitude. "'The dying sun sinks lower. "'His shafts of red smite the clouds "'until trees and sward glow in living crimson light.' Then, gradually, the leaves turn to bronze as the rose-light fades. The sun goes down in a bank of clouds, and an ashen hue is over all things. The bird melody ceases. A silence that is not a silence reigns through the leafy aisles. Still my heart is light. Not a care rests there at this moment. I am free. I am young. Life lies before me. The world is beautiful. As I stand with the hush of the October night around me, I am startled by the appearance of a woman. Woman was the blight on paradise. Why did this woman come to me? She is young in years. Her face is attractive and yet very far from beautiful. Meeting as we did in that quiet, lonely wood, what wonder that I should address her, or that she should politely accept my offer to be her escort homeward? We chatted freely upon such subjects as thoughtful men and women love we stepped out of the cold conventional region of formality and talked as if we had been old acquaintances i found her mind well stored with useful knowledge but it was not the knowledge derived from travel nor experience gained of men and manners in various parts of the world the result was as it invariably is with such people that she was a confirmed bigot, with curiously distorted notions of the world she lived in. 
arguments were unavailing to change any opinion she had once formed and though an opponent might talk her into silence no amount of logic could convince her she was melancholy and morbid in disposition and for a woman of her years strangely lethargic her nature was cold and hard and she was totally wanting in that nerve energy which gives mental warmth and life to man or woman we loitered on our way and when i left her darkness had closed in as i took my way towards my home heavy drops of rain began to fall which were quickly followed by startling peals of thunder and brilliant electrical coruscations being some distance from any house i was forced to take shelter beneath the trees at that time the woman i had just left was nothing more to me than any other person with whom i might have enjoyed a chance and brief acquaintance she certainly did not belong to the type of those who enslave men at first sight we had met and parted but though i tried to dismiss her from my mind i could not succeed i saw her face every time the lightning caused the trees to appear in shadowy outline if i turned from the spot where i had last seen it i saw it where i was then looking it haunted me and though i shut my eyes i could not shut out her face i found myself unconsciously associating her dry harsh voice with the metallic sound of the falling rain as it beat upon the leaves and the chill wind that blew into my face i likened to her nature perhaps my lonely situation being in the midst of a wood during the thunderstorm had a depressing effect at any rate i know that a strange melancholy fastened upon me and i wished that i had never met that woman in spite of the strongest mental effort i could not shake off a growing conviction that she would in some way influence my future destiny i was young ambitious enthusiastic with strong mental and physical energy which i did not doubt would enable me ultimately to take a fair position amongst my fellow-men i had had many sorrows in my early life but there had come a year or two of sunshine that had almost dissipated the shadows of the past but this woman had brought back the blackness again her face conjured up ghosts of dead memories until the book of my life which i had prayed might never more be opened appeared to my mental vision and i read the record that i thought had been blotted out with tears of youthful follies of disappointed hopes of lost opportunities and above all of a dead love when i turned from the volume of bitterness towards what future might be mine i saw the steep of fame which i hoped to climb but between it and me stood the form of the woman i had met that night and with a cruel light in her eyes she barred my progress upward the storm gradually died away one by one the stars came out cold and glittering the wind had faded to a fitful sigh and the only sounds i heard were the occasional twitter of a bird as it started in its sleep and the melancholy drip 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 of the rain as it drained from the foliage of the trees as i hurried quickly homeward i made a mental vow that i would in no way seek to renew the acquaintance of the woman who had exerted such a strange influence over me but the more i tried to banish her from my thoughts 
the stronger grew the conviction she was my fate my doom my skeleton there is a limited class of deep and earnest thinkers who maintain that man is not altogether a free agent but is subject to influences good or evil against which he is powerless to wrestle that in proportion to the acquirements of knowledge and the broadening of his views which observations and travel cannot fail to effect he will gradually reject the dogmas of his youth and launching himself on the ocean of speculation will drift away to darkness or light but though he may see destruction ahead he is as powerless to avert it as he would be to stay the sun on its diurnal course i boldly avow myself a disciple of this teaching i say that men are slaves to fate and though we may somewhat pervert a destiny we cannot avoid it this may seem a strange phantasm but the student of psychology will know how much truth it contains but why should i dwell on this better to hurry to the sequel of my story twelve months passed during which i saw nothing of the woman who had so strangely influenced me on the night of the storm and excepting in a very vague way i had almost ceased to think of her then we met again i had been invited to spend the evening with a party of friends on some festive occasion and on my arrival i was surprised to find that she was a guest our host was about to introduce us when i saved him the trouble by crossing the room and taking her hand which she proffered freely miss nora and i have met before i observed and then noticing the look of astonishment on my host's face i added quickly oh we were casual acquaintances a year ago now it was strange that the light of her eyes and the touch of her hand produced the same agitation from which i had suffered on the occasion of our former meeting after our first greetings i tried during the remainder of the evening to avoid her but she fascinated me enthralled me bound my soul in fetters that i could not break once more i became her escort home and that night when i left her i was her slave did i love her does the slave love its master does the caged tiger that is taught to perform before a gaping crowd love its keeper does the bird love the serpent that fascinates it three months passed and we met again it was in the winter time and the ice-bound earth was typical of her own frozen nature our meeting was totally unexpected we were both invited to a skating party the surprise of each was unfeigned on meeting the other again i tried to avoid her again i was powerless i do not think she sought me i am certain i did not seek her and yet we constantly came together when we were parting that night i pressed my lips to hers for the first time she returned my kiss but hers was cold passionless it was the kiss of a statue whose lips moved by some ingenious mechanism but the emotional warmth of a loving woman was not there we met frequently after this i felt that the die was cast and i must abide by the hazard of it i soon discovered that her theological views were painfully narrowed and she affected a stoicism that was unwomanly i saw all this i tried to break off the connection 
but my efforts to free myself resulted in my becoming more securely entangled in the web into which i had fluttered a few short months and she became my wife i am sure our wedding was unlike other weddings there were no smiles no flowers no bright dresses no bells no sunshine it was a dull ashen morning and the church was filled with a cold damp mist why did i select such a day it was not my choice it was fate's from the moment that i left the church portals the shadows commenced to gather over my path in life my wife and i went to the continent to spend the honeymoon to others this period generally means a few brief weeks of unalloyed pleasure to me it was a month of vexation disappointments and crosses in two or three days time it seemed that i had been married for years our tastes were totally dissimilar there was no sympathy in common between us she grew more and more lethargic more prosaic narrow-minded she made no effort to give me pleasure she discovered and magnified all my faults but closed her eyes to whatever virtues i might have possessed i tried so hard so earnestly to win her heart her confidence her woman's trust but i totally failed not that i was without faults or even thought so on the contrary i was keenly alive to the angularities of my character but there were so many of them that a loving hand might have smoothed away i asked this woman to do it she refused and so the breach widened we drifted further and further from each other in mind but the law had chained us and the bond was inseparable my dream of future greatness faded i saw that my hopes of gaining a high social position would never be realized it was impossible to raise her and so i was dragged into the depths of moral gloom that she occupied i grew callous became indifferent to those things that most men struggle for oh, how often have i asked how it was that this woman was so blind was it a disease was she responsible for her actions i have been all through life a home lover i had fancied that the domestic circle was a safe shelter from the world's care how cruelly i was deceived was i harsh cruel intemperate indifferent no was i unmindful of her pleasures her welfare no i ask the questions and i answer them truly before high heaven wherein then lay the cause of our misery in a distorted view of life in a frozen nature that nothing could thaw not mine but hers two years passed my loveless home and close application to work produced their effect and i became a valetudinarian change of scene and air were absolutely necessary i went abroad and my wife accompanied me we continued to travel for a considerable time but i derived little or no benefit my skeleton was goading me on to madness or death somebody has said that there is an unknown history of our own lives for wise purposes concealed from us in this world but which it may be our privilege in another existence to learn 
shall we then know in what degree we have been really loved by others or disliked moreover shall we know why others have disliked us if ever there was a time when i needed the kindly ministration of a gentle hand the soothing consolation of a loving voice it was at this period of my travels they might have saved me then from toppling into the gulf of mental darkness but neither the hand nor the voice came and i was lost my wife grew colder and more indifferent my existence became a burden one stage of our journey we had been travelling all day in a diligence when towards evening the axle of the vehicle broke and we were overturned on the very verge of an awful precipice this accident had its effect upon nerves strung already to the very highest tension and though my wife and i received but a few trifling bruises the mental shock to both was very great as night had closed in and it was impossible to obtain another vehicle then or get our own in such a condition as to enable us to resume our journey we decided to walk on about two miles to the nearest village which we reached tired jaded and in an alarming state of nervous excitement the place could boast of but one hostelry and that of the poorest description but there was no choice and so we were forced to accept such shelter as the village afforded there was an air of settled melancholy about the house that was most depressing a dingy waiter stood in the passage as we entered but he seemed incapable of moving having grown into a chronic state of inactivity through waiting so long for somebody to wait upon an asthmatical old woman showed us to our sleeping apartment it was a large square draughty ghostly place and as i crossed the threshold i fairly shuddered for a great shadow seemed to fall upon me the paper was peeling off the walls in long rolls and from the ceiling cobwebs that apparently had been undisturbed for years hung down in festoons the carpet on the floor was old and faded the curtains at the windows dusty and time-stained the feeling engendered on entering this neglected apartment was such as one experiences on crossing the threshold of a tomb that has been shut up for years the air was heavy with the smell of dampness and decay there was not one redeeming feature in the place an old-fashioned clothes-press was gradually going to pieces in one corner the four bare poles of a curtainless bedstead rose in the centre of the room like the spars of a battered ship a sofa affected with rick in the joints and a few consumptive-looking chairs completed the furniture thinking that a fire would impart a little comfort to the cheerless place i called for the chambermaid she appeared in the person of the asthmatical old woman who used every effort to kindle some wood in the grate but without avail for there was no draught in the chimney and the smoke came back into the room in clouds and after a few fitful splutters the flame from the wood for want of oxygen went out when the old woman who in despair abandoned the attempt to produce a fire had left the room i threw myself on the sofa thoroughly heartsick and weary 
as i lay there my eyes wandered to the shelf over the fireplace and then for the first time i noticed there was a cracked mirror and in front of this mirror a large china dog it was a white dog with painted black eyes and a red mouth from which a portion of the tongue protruded there was nothing extraordinary about this ornament excepting that it was unusually large and thickly coated with dust and yet as my gaze rested on it i became visibly affected this painted bit of china had a strange fascination over me in my morbidly nervous condition it fretted and irritated me it alarmed me how or why i know not unable longer to stand the fixed stare of its painted eyes i rose and telling my wife that i was faint and would walk about outside the house till she had finished unpacking i left the room as i traversed the passage i noticed the mouldy waiter still standing there it seemed as if he had not changed his position in the least his hands were crossed and his face wore an air of settled melancholy that was heightened by the sickly yellow glare of a lamp suspended by an iron chain from the ceiling i passed into the road and the night wind blew refreshingly cool on my heated forehead on the other side of the roadway was a long row of tall trees and a low stone wall separated them from a river whose black waters flowed along with a dismal moaning sound i crossed over and seated myself upon the wall in the shadow of the trees no living soul passed up or down the roadway as i sat there save for the fitful glimmer of the lamp in the hotel passage there were no indications of human life and even that i likened to a watch-lamp at the portals of a tomb the horrible moaning of the sullen river and the ghostly creaking of the branches of the trees were the only sounds that broke the otherwise death-like stillness of the place and even they only served to make the stillness more noticeable how long i sat there i know not but it must have been a considerable time for when i rose i was damp with the dew and chilled to the bone an unaccountable feeling of depression had taken possession of me i was melancholy and there was a burning desire to weep to weep passionate scalding tears but this relief was denied me as i passed into the hotel i noticed that the waiter had moved at last he was sitting in a chair that stood in the passage he was asleep but it seemed like the sleep of death for his mouth was open and his eyes were only partly closed i went upstairs and on reaching the landing found the place in darkness then for the first time i became conscious of the fact that i was not alone there was another presence with me not a substantial palpable being but a faintly luminous transparent figure of myself from this figure i looked upon my own body i saw my own face oh so ghastly so haggard so pitiful in my eyes there was such a pleading such a yearning for love a wife's love a wife's tenderness i groped my way along the gloomy corridor to my chamber i determined to throw myself at my wife's feet to implore her to comfort me to give me sympathy to save me from myself i opened the door the candle had burnt low in the socket and the room was in partial gloom the bed was tenantless 
my wife had not undressed but was seated on the sofa her head buried in her hands i thought that she was weeping and my astonishment was great for she had repeatedly told me she could never weep i had often been impressed with the idea that if she could but find relief in a flood of tears her frozen nature would thaw that her heart would throb with warm healthful loving life as i saw her now in an attitude of seeming grief i felt that my wishes were realized and that the moment had arrived when i could prove to her that i could forget myself and find pleasure only in ministering to her comfort i crossed quickly to where she was seated i was about to throw my arms around her neck when she raised her head would to heaven i could blot out the memory of her face as i saw it then it was inhuman in its look of withering hate it was inhuman in its ashen hue there were no tears there but the eyes glowed with an unnatural metallic lustre i recoiled from her in horror my heart seemed to stand still you are a fiend she shrieked an inhuman monster you placed that dog there to haunt me i dare not go near it and it will not move oh i would to god that i were dead she pointed as she spoke to the china dog on the mantelpiece that had attracted my own attention i saw in an instant that she was suffering from a violent fit of hysterics no doubt the result of the shock sustained through the carriage accident and which had been intensified by the ghostly air of this comfortless apartment thinking she would be better in a recumbent position i placed my arms around her waist with a view of lifting her onto the bed but she struggled with almost superhuman strength and dug her nails into my flesh until i fairly writhed with pain i dragged her over to the fireplace at the side of which hung a bell rope i seized this rope thinking to summon assistance but the thing was rotten with age and came away in my hand nerved by desperation i struggled for some time with the frenzied woman whose grip i could not loosen until she became fairly exhausted then i managed to take off her travelling dress lay her upon the bed and bathe her temples with water she gradually grew calmer and in a little while sank into a fitful slumber i was now fairly worn out the excitement had kept me up for a little while but that having passed all my strength seemed to leave with it and with difficulty i managed to get off my coat and throw myself upon the bed at this moment the candle expired with a gasp but as it did so a strange weird unearthly light pervaded the apartment it was a sort of luminous mist through which i could discern the things in ghostly outline whether this was a fearful reality or merely imagination owing to a disordered state of the brain i leave others to judge i have my own idea i know what i believe presently this light grew stronger it seemed to radiate from a given point near the fireplace i turned towards the spot and my gaze rested upon the china dog with horror i saw that the light came from this ornament its body was giving off luminous phosphoric gleams i might in my own mind have accounted for this extraordinary phenomenon by some natural law of chemistry had it not been for what followed the head of the brute moved and its eyes became like living coals 
they glared and gradually changed in colour to blood-red they glared on me until i seemed to wither before their scorching gaze i was fascinated with horror i could not move i could not cry out i could not even close my eyes to the fearful apparition in a little while my sufferings were increased by a new torture huge spiders with fiery eyes commenced to lower themselves from the ceiling they lowered themselves until they reached my body then they bound me with webs as fine as silk but as strong as chains of iron these fearful jives burned into my flesh they tortured me with the torture of the damned and the burning eyes of the fiendish dog seared my very soul i could endure it no longer with an effort that was superhuman i burst the bonds that bound my arms and turned to my wife i touched her but she moved not i called her by name but she spoke not i looked at her and by the weird light that pervaded the apartment i observed that her face was stony and fixed the eyes were open but glazed she was dead i know that at that moment i uttered a shriek that reverberated strangely through the dismal building i struggled with the might of a giant to free myself from the webs of the spiders i succeeded and seizing the poker from the fireplace aimed a terrific blow at the dog there was a crash the strange light vanished but at that moment the door of the room opened and unknown faces appeared they were the faces of men and women and they grinned horribly at me i sprang at them with my weapon there was a short struggle and i believe i was overcome by the demons who filled every corner of the room there was a long long blank years must have passed but that i know not i remember a mass of things but nothing definite tis all a haze an incoherent dream i found myself at last in this strange room the walls of which are padded i was as i am now a prisoner and when i ask my stern captors why they do not let me go forth into the world again they answer me with a cruel smile and shake their heads why am i deprived of liberty alas i know not a moth flutters around my lamp the poor insect is fascinated as i once was i stretch forth my hands to save it too late its wings are scorched it flutters to the table it writhes and dies this tiny thing is typical of my own life in all save that i live such is my story and i am waiting patiently for the time when i shall be free and men will no longer say that i am mad end of story 10